In a world where social media and outrageous beauty standards reign supreme, Girls in Real Life encourages young women to love themselves by living fearless and filter-free. Society might have its own idea of what a girl should be, but we're here to remind you of what it truly means to be a girl in real life. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Girls in Real Life podcast. I am your host, Mariah Clayton, and we have another Share Your Story segment. I'm going to let this week's guest introduce herself so y'all can learn a little bit about her. Hi, everyone. I am Lucy Bryce. I'm currently a financial analyst, and I work in the financial industry. Um, I'm also an emerging public speaker, and most importantly, I'm a Haitian-American, and that's near and dear to my heart because that has made me a first-generation American, a first-generation college graduate, and it has made me so creative, so I'm grateful for that. That is so cool. I feel like Haitians are like literally so cool. I have a friend who's Haitian, and she's like the coolest person that I know, so I always feel like Haitians are just like really really cool (laughs) that's awesome so you work in finance it's very diverse people so it's fun yeah it is it really is so what got you interested in finance so I was I got interested in finance because like I said I was Haitian my parents came here when they were already adults so they didn't have the opportunity to get a formal education so I didn't grow up with much Um, So I knew from a very young age even though they made the most of whatever they could provide to me I wanted to be able to provide better for my next generation that I eventually produced. Um, But I also saw the people around me also didn't have the financial education that they could, even though they had resources or they might not have had resources, so they couldn't do better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm a big fan of like, once you know better, you do better. So I studied finance in college and I did tell myself like, at the end of the day, I want to be able to go back and share that education. So I think the financial industry is giving me that credibility that I'll need. Yeah, I am not good with my finances at all. I'm like actually really horrible. And I also hate math. So like being in the finance industry would not work for me. My dad worked in the finance industry for a very long time. He's retired now. But I was like, I could never do that. That's a pretty male-dominated field though, though, isn't it? It is a male-dominated field, but I think more women are starting to get into it because a lot of women are the primary breadwinners in their household nowadays. Yeah. So, like, women are feeling the empower to be like, I can't just hand out my money. I need to know what I'm doing with it. And it's a lot easier than people realize. Like, necessarily, adding is the only math you need to know. (laughs) But once you realize, like, the different parts of it and, like, how money can work for you, I think it becomes a lot more easy. When I'm adding, I literally still count on my fingers. It is so (laughs) sad. (laughs) I'm a pen and paper kind of girl, so it's okay. Pen and paper. (laughs) Okay, so I remember in your email that you sent me, you said your transition from high school to college is was a very transitional moment for you. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, I'm a first generation college graduate. However, that is like the testimony of the story. Personally, I didn't want to go to college. Like I saw my parents. And I didn't, like, it's not that I thought life would be easier. It's just, like, I didn't want to do the work. And um, that was just a very ignorant perception. But I'm grateful to have had that support system that were like, no, you're going. Like, I was voluntold. Like, you're going. Yeah. Um, But that transition was very rough because, one, I was already in a negative mindset. I didn't want to go. And, two, in my senior year, I lost one of my closest friends. And it really sucked because it's, like, 
everyone goes to college expecting to make new friends. But at the end of the day, you want to call home and talk to someone. Yeah. Didn't have that. Got there, lost another friend while I was in school. Oh, wow. And then lost a sec- another friend toward the end of it. So I was just like, wow, like it is three life, zero Lucy. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I started spending a lot of time in my room and a lot of time in my head. I think now looking back, I probably was going through some depression and I didn't yeah. know. Um, but I did want to shift that. I wanted to make sure that if I'm in school and my parents weren't letting me give up, I needed to figure out how I can turn things around. And that's when I mentioned in my email, I turned to my faith first. Yeah. Going to church is something I've always done. I think a lot of patients, if they're listening, will know like your parents are like, it's home, school, and church. That's all you can do <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so my faith was always very important to me. And once I really started to like read the word and figure out like who I was, I realized like I'm not this person who should be cooped up in my room. I should be second guessing myself. I have to go out. Like I love to talk. There are people who are waiting to hear from me. So I think that was something that helped ease that. Yeah, I can't even imagine losing that many friends in such a short amount of time. Like I know mentally you were probably thinking like, oh my goodness, another one, another one. Like what was going through your mind during that time? I would say there's two parts of it. Definitely, I started to feel extremely lonely. Like it was crazy. But at the same time, I did want clarity on like who's meant to be in my life, keep them there. And if they're not meant to be there, like take them away. But I was not prepared for them to take it for like God or for life to take them away kind of thing. Because I didn't know myself. I didn't know like what my own interests were. I just knew who Lucy was when I was with X, Y, and Z person. Um, So that made it very difficult. I think that's a truth for a lot of girls everywhere, especially like at that high school age. You know, you try to fit into these cliques that are in school and you kind of lose yourself in the process of gaining friends because you're constantly changing your values or your thought processes in order to be accepted into your friend group. So when you did lose those friends, like what was the process of you actually discovering, okay, this is who Lucy is. Like I know who she is now. So I think the process started with a mindset shift, right? I was lonely and I realized like lonely is feeling socially isolated or perceiving that you're socially isolated versus I was literally just alone. Like physically, like I had a roommate, she went out to party often, but I was actually just alone. So I had to tell myself like, you know what, Lucy, like we're in this period of transition, life happens in seasons, things come and go we need to learn who Lucy is. So I call it like dating myself, but it was literally down. Like it was the first date and I would sit in my room, I would journal and I was like, okay, Lucy, like what's your favorite color? Like what makes you upset? And I would go through those questions simply because I needed to rebuild that confidence that I know who I was. And if I didn't have an answer, okay, I'm going to meditate it on it. Meditation happens best when you're alone. So I was like, wow, this is time that can be productive if I'm not in that negative mindset. So I say that's the first thing that had to happen. Yeah, I think that is such a good process to actually sit yourself down and, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is why. Um, I think for me, like I had zero confidence in myself, didn't really know truly who I was or what I really wanted to do. And it wasn't until I started competing in pageants that I got led on this life journey of accepting myself and learning things about myself. And I think people find it funny because it's a beauty competition, but 
in those types of spaces, you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. Like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She has this, she has that. But you really have to step back and say, okay, what do I have? What makes me pretty? What makes me special? And that was so important for me to figure out because I had no idea when I graduated high school or when I was a freshman in college, I had no idea who Mariah was or what she was going to grow up to be. So to really like step outside of yourself and take time to say, who is Mariah? Who is Lucy? Who is who? Whoever is listening to this podcast and really figuring out your thoughts, your values, what you love, what you hate is really important for life in general. Yeah. And I was recently talking to my mentor and she said something that like clicked so much because like life is a journey. Like you never get to that destination. Right. She was just like, we have to master self. Something that she wished she had done younger and she would recommend all girls do all people necessarily is to master self. There's so many decisions that we'll have to make in life. And they all like start from our values, our core. And once we know that, not every decision will be easy, but at least we know they're coming from a place that we can back up. Yeah, I like that a lot. Having a mentor is important, people. <laughs> yes, yeah, so important, so important. How did you um, meet your mentor? Does she like work with you? Is she a friend? Kind of silly, but she was the aunt of a guy I liked. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> not silly. <laughs> so I would hang out with him quite often. And like, obviously, I kind of got introduced to the family. Um, and she's very ambitious. She was an executive at a couple of companies. And then she quit to start her own company. And then she went back at, while maintaining her own company. So just like seeing her, I saw myself. I know someone, I want to be an entrepreneur one day, but I also want to thrive in any space I'm put in. Um, So she also saw me and she's like, you know what? Like, I will take you under my wings. I'm grateful for her. I love that. That's so sweet. So you also (laughs) mentioned earlier that you are wanting to be a public speaker, a motivational speaker. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, So I've always liked to talk. I was that kid in school when I was younger that they were like, you know what, like, please raise your hand or like, (laughs) we won't call on you this time. We'll call on someone else. And at first it kind of made me a little discouraged. Like if I know the answer, like pick on me kind of thing. But um, I just realized like, I've always liked to talk. And if I do like that, clearly that's a gift that I have. So I'm just like, these experiences that I faced because like school was like one point in my life where I was like, wow, this is a turning point. But when you actually think about all of the things you've been through and I've done that, I'm just like, wow, there's so many lessons that I can go back and either I would have told my younger self and I can't go back and change the past, but I can help the next generation. So my cousin right now, she's preparing for like college and like SATs and stuff like that. And I'm just like, come on, like, listen to this piece of advice. I'm trying (laughs) to help you. Um, But I want to be able to do that on a larger scale. Yeah. I've recently gotten interested in motivational speaking. I never thought that would be something that I would ever be interested in. But being Miss Louisiana USA and going to talk to schools and kids and, you know, like spreading my message, I'm like, wow, I really have impact. I have reach. Like I can actually encourage people to follow their dreams and figure out who they are and what they want to be in life. And so that's kind of something that I hoping to do in the future um but yeah of course like without pageants I would have never thought about doing that because again like I never had confidence that confidence to say yeah and you're already doing that so it's like amazing because this platform like girls in real life I saw that you posted about it and I was like 
wow, like that makes sense. Because social media, it's so easy to see something and be like, oh, like, why am I not doing that? Or why is that not how my life is at 21? And people have to realize like, that's like the ideal situation. And even some people aren't actually living like that. So it's nice to peel back those layers and just be like, hey, like, this is reality. And like, you don't have to have it figured out at 21. You don't have to have it figured out at 31. Like, take your time and enjoy the process. I always say like, comparison is the thief of joy. It is. And social media will try to get you. (laughs) That is so true. And I mean, I really wanted to start it because when I was younger, Firstly, I had so many irrational thoughts as a girl thinking that I was the only one going through certain situations and not getting older, you realize, no, every girl has probably gone through this. But then also, like, I've always just wanted to uplift the younger generations because they are our next leaders and social changers. And if they could learn how to embrace themselves for who they genuinely, authentically are at a young age, an age where I had no idea who I was, like, think about how powerful they will be when they're in high school, entering into college. Like, those are the types of things that I love doing because I didn't have a platform like this. I didn't have somebody telling me, you can do this. You can be Miss Louisiana USA. Like these are the things that are possible for you. I didn't have that. So for me, this is all about raising up the next generation of fearless and filter-free women and giving them the tools that I basically didn't have at that age because all we can do now, like you said, we can't go back in time. We can't help our younger selves so we can help the next generation. Yeah, it's so true. You can't go back in time. And it's kind of just like, as much as I want to warn people, like, here's the things that I think can make you successful. That might not work for you, but here are the things I witnessed that made me stumble. And right. here's like a warning that you can be careful of. And at least like, as you go on your journey, I've given you the tools that you can build with. So yeah, I love that. You are amazing. And you're a really great <laughs> speaker. So I can definitely see you being like a motivational speaker, well renowned. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm literally so nervous every time I'm asked to speak or do something like this. I'm always nervous just because I want to do a good job. And I also want to make sure like, what needs to be said is said. So thank yeah. you for that compliment. Nerves just mean that you care. And every time before I speak to anyone, I just pray and I say, Lord, you know, let me say what you would have me say. Like I could have an idea or an outline of what I think that I want to say. But at the end of the day, like I'm here to not only represent myself, but to be a light in the world. And so for me, I always pray before I speak because I want him to speak through me. Even if I don't hit all the points that are on my outline, like I know at the end of the day, I said what I needed to say for somebody to hear. I don't know who it is, but they got it. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a powerful point. Like one more thing related to that. Like right now I'm off of Instagram simply because for the month of October, I told myself I want to clear a space for me to like really just think and really get clarity on like, going forward this next quarter into the new year like what am I supposed to be doing because I don't want to do anything just to build up quantity of work I want it to be like quality I want it to have purpose so Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that so like what do you do now are you still in school do you work so I'm actually I'm 23 I graduated about a year and a half ago so I'm working full time and I'm grateful 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 to have had a job during this pandemic because my mom worked in a hospital and she retired right before the pandemic really kicked off so she missed that um and my dad he works at a grocery store so he's an essential worker Mm -hmm. um so whenever i can i try to like stop by my parents house and like 
help them as much as I can because I'm work from home. So I have that flexibility. Um, but really just mainly working and then some passion projects. I'm trying to write a book. So Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so nerve wracking, but I know. I don't think I could write a book. I, yeah, that's, that's very hard. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like I want it to be like, I have this image of what I want it to be, but I have to remember everything we produce starts as a baby. So like, this is just the beginning of what it can turn into. So I have to be patient with myself. Always. So where are you from? So I'm from New Jersey. I was born and raised in New Jersey. I went to school in New Jersey and then I work in New York. So I'm back and forth. You were literally, I love New York. I visited New York for my first time in January of this year. And I, up until that point, I never saw myself living in New York. But when I left there, I was like, man, I could actually like be in New York. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love New York. Exactly. And I think once like, you kind of get your bearings that like literally you're just a person like a pinpoint on the map and one direction is always north the other one's always mm-hmm. south it's very easy to get an idea of where you're going but it's a fun city <laughs> so. well we are almost running out of time which is crazy I feel like we've been talking for five minutes <laughs> um but I want to leave you with one last question and it is what is the biggest life lesson that you have learned so far the biggest life lesson Hmm. Very good question. <laughs> I would say, right, it's gonna, this is gonna start off a little corny, but like, both being selfish and like being selfless starts with self, right? So you need to know who you are to know like, what you can pour into someone else's life and how much you can pour into someone else's life. But you also need to be able to build that muscle to know when your cup is empty, and you need to take time to pull back and refill because we can't pour from an empty cup. So I would say like, there's been times where I've wanted to give so much, but I realized like, I don't have anything to give and I'm not giving my best anymore. So I had to pull back. So that's Wait, that was so good. And I tell people all the time, like there is a time to be selfless and there is a time to be selfish. And I feel like selfish has such a negative connotation with it because it's like mine, like this is me. But yeah, also being selfless doesn't just mean like keeping things for yourself it means taking care of yourself knowing like you said when to step away when to step back when to recharge so that you then can be selfless because if you're not selfish you can't ever be selfless and I think that is so important for people to know because I always tell people especially women because we are such nurturers and givers and caretakers and most times we don't know when we need to step back because we feel guilty, especially if we're a mom or if we have a job or people who depend on us, we get into our minds. Like if I take a break, if I take a nap, if I like go eat, you know, I'm neglecting my duties or my responsibilities. So we have to get out of that mindset that everything is give, give, give. And instead of giving to other people, we have to give to ourselves because like I said, if you don't give to yourself, if you're not selfless, if you don't, I mean, if you're not selfish and you don't take that time for yourself, you'll never, be able to give as much as you truly want to give exactly exactly like a car can only go so far like you eventually have to go and get gas we're the same way we have to stop get a break refresh and then keep going yes self-care is key people I am a firm believer in self-care if I'm like oh I got too much to do um I'm gonna take a self-care take a self-care day take a self-care hour um (laughs) I'm gonna go take a nice bath little moments 
Yeah, it doesn't exactly. have to be a just big thing. It could just be little moments throughout the day where you're like, nope, I am very overwhelmed. I'm going to step back and I'm going to take this time for myself, recharge for 10 minutes and go back to it. It's as simple as that. Exactly, exactly. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for joining me today. You are literally such a light and full of energy, and I had so much fun talking to you. (laughs) I enjoyed talking to you, too. Thank you for having me. Of course. (laughs) Go ahead and get... I know you're not on social media for the moment, but go ahead and give everyone your Instagram so that they can follow you. Okay. My Instagram is Lucy M. Bryce, just my name. Um, And also, that's my website, too. So if you want some more motivational posts, I have a section called Cheap Praise, and I have a lot of motivational items there, too. Period. We love it. Ah, Y'all be sure to hit her up. If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please send me an email at mystory@girlsirl.org, and you can be the next guest on my show. So again, thank you so much, Lucy. And thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it was able to enhance your life in some way. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast before you leave. And also follow us on Instagram at underscore girls IRL. Go out and live a fearless and filter-free life and always remember to keep it real.